fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sores, and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores, and it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. And the rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water, and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus the evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And beside all this, between us uh, and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that which would not pass from hence to you cannot. Neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee, therefore, Father, that thou would send him to my Father's house. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together this morning. Lord, I pray that you'd look over each and every heart that's represented here, Lord. And if there's anybody that's lost without you, Lord, I pray, God, that you'd soften their hearts. And Lord, I pray that you would hide me behind the cross this morning, Lord, and help me to preach your word, Lord God. Can't do it without you. And I'll never fail to give you the honor, the praise, and the glory, for it's in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. You may be seated. I'd like us to think there. I want us to look at verse number 25. And Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And I'd like us to think about one more chance this morning. As I begin to study in this this week, and just bear with me, I just want to give some background into this. As I begin studying this this week, I begin to realize how true this is in today's life. I'm going to tell you here, we have a picture of a rich man. And I want you to understand that he had everything that he ever wanted. You know, I'm sure he had the finer things in life. But at the edge of his gate, there laid a poor man named Lazarus, which didn't have nothing, didn't have nowhere to call his home, didn't have nowhere to eat. And at the end of the day, the only thing that he wanted was a little something to eat. But then we find out that they both die. Hey man, and the thing about it is, the rich man lift his eyes up in hell and the Bible says that guess what? The poor man lift his eyes up in a place praise God where he didn't have to beg no more. He raised his eyes up in a place where he could raise up his hands and give thanks to God and I begin to think about this this week and I begin to think about how this rich man, I bet the only thing that he wanted was one more chance. I believe here this rich man was standing there and I believe when he realized that he was in a place called hell I believe when he opened up his eyes the only thing that he wanted was one more chance to make it right and I think today we look around in society and we see people that are lost without God and they're on their own way they don't care about God's way they want to do it their way and you know what at the end of the day they're going to lift their eyes in a devil's hell and they're going to wish they could find one more chance to make things right and you know what it ain't gonna happen 
Here at this point, they had done cross from this earth to eternity. Just like that, folks. From this earth to eternity. Brother, let me tell you something today. I don't care what you have but I'll tell you one thing you better have and that's Jesus, thank God. You better get a hold of Him before it's too late. You look around at what's happening in the world today and I guarantee you, you'll realize that this can't happen much longer. I mean, you look around. People today, they don't want to obey God. They don't want to do anything that God's told them to do. And you know what I find? I guarantee you when they're down in the belly of hell, they'll be crying out to God to save their soul. And it'll be too late. What I'm telling you this morning is, instead of waiting, come on. Instead of waiting, come to Jesus. Let me tell you something. I don't care what anybody else in here thinks about you, but I'm going to tell you what. If you're lost without God and you die in that state, you'll go to a devil's hell and there's no coming back. No coming back. Brother, but I'm going to tell you what really, what really got my heart right here is when he said in verse number 28, For I have five brethren that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. What are you talking about, preacher? I'm saying one of them's in hell and there's five more on the way. One's down in the belly of hell wishing he could have one more time, wishing he could have just a couple of moments to come back and maybe find an altar, find a place of forgiveness, and thank God he'll never find it. And he's got five brethren at home. And I'm going to tell you what. I believe, no doubt, this was a family. I believe this was a family. I'm going to tell you what, fathers, mothers, please be a light. Hey, man, please be a light to your children. Because I'm going to tell you what. I, you can read the statistics all day long. If the daddy gets saved, the rest of the family will follow. If mother gets saved, normally the rest of the family will follow. Amen. You can read it. You can find it out. But what I'm saying is, when you die, you better make sure you are right with God. I know people say all the time, well, preacher, I hear this every Sunday. I've heard this all my life. Brother, something still hasn't tugged. You still hadn't realized the severity of this. I'm talking about a place. I'm not talking about a place where you go and you get high and you get drunk and you party all the time. That's not what hell is. I'm not talking about that. I hear people all the time, they say, well, when I get to hell, I'll be in good company. Thank God you ain't going to be in good company. My Bible says that there's gnashing of teeth. And could you imagine that? I can't even stand to go into a funeral and see people crying. I can't stand it, but could you imagine going down in the belly of hell and seeing people down there being tormented day in and day out for eternity? Brother, what I'm saying is, if you're not right with God, that's where you're headed, amen. One more chance. One more chance. That's all the rich man wanted was one more chance to make things right. You know, I guarantee you that he was one of these people that was at church all the time. Amen, brother. I'm sure he was one of these people that he went to church regular. He felt he, he just he had his own church, but at the end of the day, he didn't have God. And he died in his sins. And you know what I find in there? The rich man was buried, but I didn't hear nothing about putting his money in there with him. 
I didn't hear anything about him driving a car down in there and burying it with him. Brother, I'm going to tell you what, when you die here, you ain't going to leave nothing but a cold body behind. And at the end of the day, if you're lost without God, you can get the best preacher on earth to preach your funeral. And thank God if you're lost without Jesus, he can't preach you into heaven. I'm going to tell you right now, you're, you are living your funeral today. Your sermon is being preached every day that you live. Now, how do you want it preached? Do you want people to know where you're at? Or do you want people to have a little bit of doubt? Amen. I don't want to leave any doubt. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27. And it is appointed unto man once to die, but after this the judgment. After this the judgment. See, once again, every single one of us that's in here this morning is going to die. Amen. Every single one of us is going to die, but once again it's your choice where you go when you die. It's your choice. And I tell you what, I bet there's people in hell as I'm standing here preaching today that are down there crying out, begging to God for one more chance. Just one more chance. Please let me be able to come into the house of God one more time. Please let me be able to come hear the preacher preach one more time. And by then it's too late. By then it's too late. They can't do nothing about it. Amen. I'm going to tell you what. They can't, he can't do nothing about it because you sent yourself to hell. You sent yourself to hell. God ain't going to send you to hell. You're going to send yourself there, brother. But you know what you can do? Call upon the name of the Lord. Today is the day of salvation. Thank God you ain't got to worry about this one chance because you'll get you a second chance, thank God. But I'm going to tell you what, when you die, you won't be able to get a second chance. Look around today. Look around today. You know what? i put it to you like this. I have never walked in a hospital room and watched somebody die and they, sat, they laid there while they were dying talk about what they had at home. I have never in my life Never. And I'm going to tell you what, I've seen a few dead people. I've seen a few people die. But I've never walked in here and them lay there and say, Lord, I wonder where my money's going to go. Lord, I wonder where my house is going to go. You know what I find? It's those people, they say, I need a preacher. I need somebody to come pray for me. Because that's when things hit rock bottom and they realize that it's heaven or hell. They realize... See, what I'm telling you, friend, is don't leave this church because there's a second chance waiting on you. I don't care what you've done. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you look like. I don't care how you talk, thank God. There's a second chance waiting on you. All your sins, all your filth, everything can be forgiven. Only thing you have to do is call upon the name of the Lord. Say, Lord, I need you more than anything right now. I'm going to tell you what, every day that I walk, I get closer to him. And brother, I want you to feel the same way. Because I'm going to tell you what, these people that say that they're saved, but by works, they don't show it. These people that say 
that they right with God, that they believe in God, but they don't have a relationship. And I believe one day when they're down in hell, they're going to listen to all the sermons that was preached to them. I believe they're going to hear them. And I believe they're going to beg out for one more chance to make things right. Brother, I'm going to put it on you today. Your lost loved ones, that you don't tell them about Jesus. Listen to me, those lost loved ones that see you act like a fool out in the world. If you don't straighten up and tell them about the love of God, they're going to lift their eyes up in hell. And they're going to beg for one more chance. Same way with you today. If you haven't been born again, if you don't know about this free pardon of sin that I'm preaching on, thank God I guarantee you, you'd find out about it real quick, amen. And I guarantee you, I'm going to tell you what the greatest thing that ever happened to me was when Jesus saved my soul and I got a second chance at life. I can tell you what, when I got saved and I got the second chance to do things over again, I'm going to tell you what, it felt so good because my my first chance, I'm going to tell you what, every single one of y'all failed it. Amen. The first chance that you've got here on earth, you failed it. You was born a failure. But thank God that second chance. Glory to God when He saved my soul. Bless the Lord. I'm going to tell you what. And everything looked new. It seemed like the whole world was different. Boy, that second chance. Glory to God. People people don't want to talk about it. People don't want to accept it. But I'm going to tell you what. When you get that second chance, I guarantee you, you're going to change. Amen. I guarantee you, you're going to change. You know what I find today? Amen. I find people today that don't want to change. I find people today that are so self-righteous, they don't want to do nothing but love themselves and drag everybody else down. Amen. We've got so many people today, that's all they want to do is run their mouth and drag people to the ground. But you know what? At the end of the day, you can't touch my salvation, thank God. You can't touch me, praise God, because I got the second chance. And at the end of the day, those people that do that, they're going to cry out in hell for another chance. And they'll never find it. Before I close, I want to say this. When Jesus comes back, brother, I've heard preachers preach, and and this is starting to be a, a occurring thing in America. Preachers are preaching that when Jesus comes back, people will have another time to get right with God. My Bible don't say that. Does your Bible say that, Mildred? My Bible says when Jesus comes back, it's over with. And I'm going to tell you what else it says. It says when the wrath of God is poured out on His people, people are going to wish that they were dead. And they ain't going to find death. They'll never find it. But I guarantee you one thing. When they see Jesus, the Son of God, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, when they see Him come back, I guarantee you that if you're lost in your sins, I guarantee you you're going to get down on your knees and try to beg God to take you back, beg God to try to save you, and you'll never find a place of repentance. But here we are, the church, the bride, waiting on the bridegroom to come get us. Here we are today, waiting on people to come in. 
waiting on people to come in. Every time I say that, I think, oh, brother, where art thou? Come on in, boys. The water is fine. Thank God. I'm going to tell you what, there's nothing in that water that's going to hurt you. Thank God. There's nothing that God does to you that'll ever hurt you. He only wants to love you. He only wants to keep you. He wants to keep you out of the world. And he wants you to realize how wonderful that second chance is and how bad one more chance is going to be. I'm going to tell you, I've, I look around. I mean, this isn't no secret, folks. If you don't know what I'm talking about, about the world, let me tell you something. Just flip on the television. Come into the house of God. You know, I was talking to a, a preacher trying to understand some things and, and he was talking to me and he said, you know, I've got people that come to my church just to try to find something against me. i got people that come into church that just have something against the preacher and they, they try to deal with it and they try to tell everybody what's wrong with him and how he's terrible and how he's done bad things. Well, I'm going to tell you what. You're just as guilty. You're just as guilty. But I'm going to tell you one thing. I got a second chance at things. I got a second chance at things. Everything become new. Glory to God. Everything become new. And I'm going to tell you something else I find in this story that the world is missing today. I find that this rich man here was loved by the world. But I guarantee you this poor man was hated by the world. The rich man, he had everything to offer. But he didn't love his neighbor enough to feed him. He didn't love his neighbor enough to hug him and tell him he loved him. He didn't love his neighbor enough to offer him inside of his house and give him a place to stay. That's what sent the rich man to, the, to a place called hell. And you know what I find today? We're struggling with the exact same thing. You may not be rich. But you may not love your neighbor as you love yourself. Amen, Brother Dalton. Amen. And you know what I find as I've been teaching Sunday school? From James to 1 John. And you know we could go to 2 John. We can go on. I find that one of the most important things, and if you'd come to Sunday school, you'd may know, one of the most important things is love thy neighbor. Love one another. And people say, God understands. He may understand, but your ignorance is what's keeping you from loving each other. Amen. Mama, will you come to the piano this morning? If we'd all stand this morning, every head bowed and every eye closed. Nobody looking around this morning. I want to ask you, have you been born again? Are you right with God? Brother, I'm going to tell you what, there's no worse place to be. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine, I can't even imagine it in my mind. 
gain in this world but losing an eternity with God. My Bible says that Jonah was told to go preach. Jonah ran from God. And what does the Bible say? He ended up in the belly of a great fish. I bet Jonah's prayer was one more chance. I bet Jonah's prayer was, God, give me one more chance. I'll do what you want me to do. And I find that's exactly what happened. But brother, in the case I'm talking about, when you close your eyes and you're not right with Jesus, you can cry out for one more chance, but it'll never come. It'll never come. If you need to come pray, now's the time. Please come. Man. Well, friend, I tell you what, 